morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the second hour of the Live With Me Rank Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to join us today, and I would say to all of you, thank thank uh, the Lord that WBCK is back on air so you guys uh, can hear the the information that I'm giving all of you and hopefully be able to make or be able to form opinions on the issues out there, or at least a more well-informed opinion. WBCK was out for that first half an hour of my show, but we're back on 269-441-9595 if you have a thought about what we're talking about. I told you prior to the break that I'm going to give you guys, and this is totally non-political, so this is awesome. I love doing this from time to time, and I'm also uh, big into... uh, as I get older, making memories with my kids, I explained to my listeners in the first hour and those of you from WBCK, unless you were listening on air, I should say on the stream or on the Internet, that you wouldn't have heard me talking about this great opportunity that I had. Now, I didn't think about it as being a great opportunity in the beginning. I do not like long car rides. And my daughter had a co-op out of college in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And she's like, Dad, will you drive me down there? And you got your own car. Drive down there, Dad, please. You know, it was one of those. Okay. And I went kind of kicking and screaming only because I don't like long car drives. Well, it was probably one of the best things I could have done in in many years. It'll probably be the the most amount of time I'll ever have one-on-one with my daughter. It was years before I had that kind of one-on-one time. And we made uh, several memories that we'll keep to ourselves on that one. I'm an open book, but that one I'll keep to myself. Uh, one of them I'm thinking uh, specifically was, uh, was pretty funny. And that's what life is about. That's my philosophy. It's all about making memories. And as I wrote in my piece, and again, this piece is out there on WBCKFM.com or WKMI, wherever you're listening to me on Certainly, it's at WBCK right now, KMI. The affiliates lag a little bit. They, all the information, all the links, everything you need is right there. All right? And as I wrote my piece, there are a lot of mundane moments in our life. Many of us get up at the same time most mornings, drink the same coffee, eat the same breakfast, drive the same route to our jobs, park in the same spots, eat the same lunch, leave work at the same time, take the same route home, have the same dinner each night, watch the same TV program, surf the same sites on the web, and go to bed at the same time most nights. And then we wake up and do it all over again. I think that's probably most of our lives. And that's why I say life is about making memories. And I have one for you family members. And again, I'm getting paid nothing for this. Our company's not getting, I just happened to see this being advertised out there by the company. And I thought, wow, what a great experience. It's called the Big Bounce America. This company has the biggest bounce house in the world, 13,000 square feet. And it's coming to Stephens Park in Frazier, Michigan on June 10th through the 12th. So in it, I describe all the things that it has. And there's two videos that I embedded into the piece that'll give you an idea of what's there. I also give you the cost. There's four different sessions. So my advice, if you have kids, book those tickets and make the memory. 
you will be glad you did. Then I went into the politics. Governor Whitmer signed that $4.7 billion supplemental spending plan for infrastructure that the House and Senate passed last week. $4 billion of it coming from the federal government. $700 million coming out of your pockets. Didn't she just tell us we don't have any money to give us a tax cut? Yeah, that's right. I get the $4 billion from the federal government. Their argument would be we'll lose it if we don't use it. I get it. That argument, that beef is with the federal government and the waste of money that they spend. But the beef with this state house, with this state senate, with this governor, is the pork barrel spending. $60 million for, quote, recreational greenways in Detroit. $60 million. Who is making... 5,000% profit on that one. Follow the money. $55 million for Greenway, quote, recreational greenways in Grand Rapids. $20 million for the Northern Tourism, Michigan Tourism and Sports Fund. $25 million for the Wayne County Airport Authority. $10 million to build the Detroit New Center Intermodule Facility. Don't know what that is. Two million to the Capital Region Airport in Lansing. Five hundred thousand for the Michigan International Technology Center. That you can blame on them. That is truly pork barrel spending, and they couldn't even stop there. The fiscal conservatives, the the Republicans who will tell you they're fiscally responsible will say, well, we had to. We couldn't get enough votes. You could So expose all those people who wouldn't vote for the $4 billion in infrastructure unless there was pork barrel projects put in it. Expose them. Oh, wait, you'd be exposing yourselves too, wouldn't you? So that was something else we talked about. 269-441-9595 if you have a thought about what we're talking about. And then... Yesterday, in the trial against the alleged kidnappers or the plot to kidnap Governor Whitmer, five of the FBI paid informants refused to testify and took the fifth, or I should say they testified to the fifth and took the fifth because they were afraid of everything that they did, I assume, pushed by the or told, informed, made by the FBI to do it would incriminate them, and then they'd have to go to jail too. And I built my case on why I am so suspect of this alleged plot. Do I believe there was people who were plotting something? Yeah, when they were drunk and high, as we're being told. Were there uh, people who are off the rockers and think that they're going to overthrow a government? Number one, who would want that? No one. Number two... How, do, how does six, seven, eight guys, four, actually, seven, seven guys think they're going to do that? That's got to tell you something about the mentality, right? And then they use 12 or 14 FBI agents and informants, paid informants, to, to give them, in tr- uh, to uh, 
to what? I don't know. That's just it. We don't know what they were there for. And then we find out that one of the main FBI agents attempted to kill his wife by bashing her head into the nightstand time after time after time because she re- she complained about the orgy he made her go to. That FBI agent here in Kalamazoo. According to her, she he only stopped because he got him in the sweet spot, which made him stop. And then she doesn't want to press charges. And we all know how that goes. Probably fearful for her life. And now these guys won't testify because if they do testify and they do tell the truth, they'll be incriminating themselves. Well, then you're incriminating the FBI, right? Exactly. That's my case. What do you guys think? 269-441-9595. I told you prior to the break, Federal Election Commission has fined the Democratic National Committee and the Hillary Clinton campaign for secretly funding the opposition research that falsely accused Donald Trump of colliding, colluding with Russia. Why aren't any of these people in jail? Don Backer, who in 2018 filed the FEC complaint on behalf of the Coolidge Reagan Foundation, praised the ruling by saying, quote, this may well be the first time that Hillary Clinton, one of the most evidently corrupt politicians in American history, has actually been held legally accountable, end quote. Yes, she has, to the tune of $8,000. She must have been laughing all the way to the bank. They've, they stole $8,000 before they woke up any one day through their foundation. What about the DNC? $100,000. So what this does say is that they're admitting, the DNC and the Hillary campaign is admitting that they secretly funded it. Because they're not fighting it. They're going to pay the fine. They're admitting that it was false. They're admitting all of it. Are you hearing that in the paper? What caught my eye was just the $8,000 and the 100000 Yet we got people who walked into the people's house, didn't damage anything, didn't break in, didn't fight with anybody, and they were being charged with up to 20 years of prison by a corrupt DOJ and FBI and, I guess, D.C. police. Talking about corrupt, let's go to the Washington Post. Well, I'll wait until after this. I'm going to take a quick break. We'll come right back after this. You're listening to Live with Rank. You're listening to Live with Rank. Suddenly, the Washington Post sees, just like suddenly the New York Times saw that, oh, my gosh, the Republicans, the New York Post, Fox News, Rank, they were all 100% correct. There actually is a Hunter Biden laptop. There actually is one. The Washington Post published two articles in which it claimed to have authenticated thousands of emails found on the Hunter Biden laptop 17 months after it was all said and done. 17 months. 
They said that, oh my gosh, Rank, Rush, Fox News, New York Post, they were all 100% correct. Hunter Biden actually has financial ties to the Chinese <laughs> communist government. And we found emails. Oh, you mean those same ones that everybody else found before? Yes, those. They also ran an additional story saying how they authenticated 22,000 emails found in the laptop's hard drive. They, they asked John Hopkins University security researcher and crypto, cryptographist and a forensic expert and former National Security Agency employee to authenticate the emails found on the laptop. You mean the emails that were on the laptop that we know Hunter Biden brought in and gave to that person? So did he put their emails on there? Oh, 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 it may have come after. Oh, okay, okay. 17 months after the Daily Caller, the New York Post, Fox News, Rank, Rush, Hannity, the whole, all of us out there who really care about the real news. They're now coming forward and say, did you guys know that he was getting $50,000 a month from a company called Burisma in Ukraine? Why didn't anybody tell us? That's what the Washington Post articles is saying. Why is this happening now? It's happening because they it's they want to get rid of Biden. He's become too much of a liability. That's the only reason I think it could be happening. Why else would it be happening? They covered for him back then. What stops them from covering for them today? Absolutely nothing. They made themselves look foolish. So what is it? What does it matter if they become even more foolish? So they must be looking to maybe the 25th Amendment or what have you. I'm not sure. And then this, a high school in Northern Virginia is slated to host former FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe an event on cybersecurity. The same guy that was fired from the FBI for lying to the FBI and Congress, I think, if I remember correctly. That's who this... Now, we know what Loudoun, High School, Loudoun County is. But think about this. The same FBI agent that legitimately had his pension taken away from him and then Biden came in and the Democrats had to give it back to them or they were worried what he would actually come out and tell if he didn't get his pension back. I highly place anonymous source within the Biden administration has told me that they were very worried about what Andrew McCabe way actually state if he wasn't given his pension back. And you gave this corrupt individual who lied to the FBI, who should be in jail, not only gave him his his uh, pension back, but everything you owed him. That is, it, it's like Trump said, it's a complete and utter swamp. 
from these high schools, the parents, and then the king of the swamp, Washington, D.C. McCabe lied during a May 2017 interview with the FBI. Now, remember, he was the deputy director of the FBI. He lied to them and exhibited a, quote, lack of candor, end quote, said the inspector general. He also lied about not having an affair with his, with another married woman. He's married. She's woman. A married Lisa Page. Now, think about that. Think about how compromised he could have been by the Russians, the Chinese, whomever else. And now he's he's heralded as a hero by the left. I found this interesting. Teacher settles lawsuit after forcing student to write Pledge of Allegiance. And I thought to myself, all right, all right, why would he force her to write it? So I'm going into this piece completely open to it, wondering, is this some type of uh, Republican acting like a Democrat, doing something Democrats do every single day? And if so... Okay. And then I start reading it. A Texas high school teacher must pay a former student $90,000 after he forced her to write out the Pledge of Allegiance in a class over four years ago. Okay. Still open to this. I'll tell you what really was going on after this. You listen to Love with Ray. Here, listen to Live with Rank. I was telling you about this piece I read this morning. Teacher settles lawsuit after forcing a student to write the Pledge of Allegiance. I was open to like, hmm, that sounds pretty cruel. If the person doesn't love our country, they don't love our country. It is America. They shouldn't have to be forced to. And then I read the first sentence. This Texas high school teacher must pay a former student $90,000 after he forced her to write out the Pledge of Allegiance in a class over four years ago. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with the student. Then I read this. Benji Arnold agreed to the settlement on Tuesday to resolve the case before going to trial, ending a years-long legal battle that began in 2017. After Arnold gave students at Klein Oak High School a homework assignment to write out The Pledge of Allegiance. A homework assignment. So did he isolate her out and say, you, because of your rhetoric, maybe within class of how much you hate America, I'm going to force you to write that, which I would have been on the side of the student. No, it was a homework assignment for everybody. Again, it began in 2017 after Arnold gave students at Klein Oak High School a homework assignment to write out the Pledge of Allegiance, prompting an incomplete submission from senior Mari Oliver, who for years refused to recite the pledge. 
her counsel from the American atheist said, quote, the classroom is not a pulpit. It is a place of education, not indoctrination, end quote, which is hilarious. Yes. So what this American atheist, what Mari or Marie, whatever her name is, M-A-R-I, what all these people are saying is you can just reject any homework assignment you want these days because it offends you one way or the other. Because with these Nancys, everything offends them. Everything offends them. This settlement serves as a reminder that students do not lose their First Amendment rights when they enter the classroom. Oh, what's your first? (laughs) It was a homework assignment. Everybody had to do it. And if you didn't do it, you got an incomplete. That's pretty much what every homework assignment I've ever been involved with or seen is. So now, is this where we're at? That students decide which homework assignments they will do and which they will not do because maybe one offends them? Yeah. I was sitting there reading and reading. There's got to be something else. There's not. Students are not required to stand for the privilege of allegiance if it violates their religious belief. And Texas law allows students to abstain from reciting the pledge if a parent approves. The Supreme Court ruled in 1973 decision, West Virginia State Board of Education versus Barnett. The teacher told students if they didn't submit the assignment in whole, they would receive a zero. Okay. Again, is there any. (laughs) Again, that's how insane this world is. And I am assuming he settled for 90 grand. 90 grand. Because this girl refused to do her homework. Because she was offended by the word God. That's part of the reason why she doesn't like to do homework. And of course, the atheists are there. The atheists are so worried. They're just so worried that someone may actually pick up a Bible or hear the word God and and, uh, become a uh, transgendered atheist. I asked... The spokesperson, I think he was a spokesperson or ran some large atheist group out of Washington, D.C. They were going after a little kid in Florida who at the end of his uh, daily announcements, he would say, God bless you or something like that. And they were going after this kid with the, with uh, with everything they had. And I, grant, I give him credit. He came on air and I just asked him, what are you so afraid of? Well, I first asked him, please point to the... Constitution where it says there has to be a division between um, religion and government. Couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. That's the big joke out of all of this. Their entire argument is based on a lie. There is nowhere in the, in the Constitution that says there has to be separation between the state and a religion. Nowhere. All of this arguments these atheists argue is argued on a lie. Falsehoods. But I asked him that. He couldn't answer it. And he was a lawyer. I said, are you a lawyer? Yeah. Then please point to me in the Constitution where it says there needs to be a separation between the 
the state and religion. Couldn't do it. And then I asked him, why are you guys so afraid if someone says, God bless you, that they're going to then become transgendered atheist? Or wait, not gendered. Trans-religion atheist. Would that be right? Which one would it be? Give us a call, 269-441-9595. Trans-religion what? You can email me too at rank, R-E-N-K at townsquaremedia.com. But that's all this was. It was a homework assignment given to everybody. And this girl did not want to do the homework assignment because it disgusted her to write the word G-O or the letters G-O-D. You think this woman, this girl, Mari Oliver, is going to be a productive member of society if the word God scares her so much that she can't write it just to get the homework done? You know, there's plenty of homework assignments that I didn't want to do. I'm sure there was homework assignments you guys didn't want to do. Do you think today, oh, think think about what this case should open up. The can of worms that it should open up. All of this social justice baloney homework that's being handed out. All of this hate whitey homework that's being handed out. All of this, oh, the black people are so uh, incompetent, they're all victims. I don't think that. That's what the leftists think of you guys. Think about all of that homework. Now these kids can refuse to do it. And if they get a incomplete, sue. Sue the teacher. And just say, it's against my, I don't know, make something up. Like these guys do. Just thought of that talking with you guys. Think about all that homework. Now your kids or these kids can reject and then point to this. So I'm, I'm offended by the word uh, black. I'm offended by the word white. I'm offended by the word victim. I'm offended by the word cracker. I'm offended by the word social. I'm offended by the word justice. I'm offended by writing out. Just choose. 269-441-9595. And now this. Talking about racist. Racist graffiti at California High School. Now, first, let me tell you this. The Sacramento County Sheriff's Office was working with Rosemont High School in Sacramento, California. Because someone had written graffiti on the school walls. All N-words should die. was written in pencil. The school came out and the district came out and said, we are, quote, committed to providing a safe and anti-racist learning environment for our students. We fully denounce all racist behavior and will continue to do whatever we can to support our African-American community members who need to feel welcomed and loved at our schools. End quote. Okay. What are you going to do now? Because like after time, 
and again time and again time. Guess who wrote it? Two black girls. Are they the racist? What are you going to do with these racist black girls? They're not telling us what they're going to do. In February, a black student at another high school was found to have written colored and white over two water fountains at the school. What is happening to these students? Because if they're not doing to these students, punishing-wise, what they would do to white students, well, then that is these California schools committing bigotry or racism. Right? You listen to Live with Rank. We'll take a quick break. Come back on the other side. Lines are open if you'd like to discuss what we're talking about today. We'll be right back. Yes, he did. Sing it, Charles. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. 269-441-9595. You listen to Live with Rank show. I've discussed what a person who is a atheist and then sees a Bible or has to spell the word. And, and I'm going to do this quietly because that's what Joe tells us when we want to emphasize something, right? I'm going to, so anyone who is an atheist and then sees a Bible or spells the word G-O-D, okay? G-O-D, did you hear me? Or even God forbid, oh, sorry, wait, uh, Ah, God forbid, G-E-S-U-S. They're going to freak out. They can't do their homework because of that. And don't you dare call them Nancy's or Karen's or uh, what was it Trump called them? I have that clip. I'll have to play for that. Buttercup or something? No, I forgot. Well, I consulted with my producer at the break and uh, he came up with a very good uh, name. I was trying to come up with a trans uh, atheist or a trans whatever. So we'll get into that. I'll I'll tell you about that in the next uh, hour, first hour of the segment of the next hour. And I want to do that because I have found the perfect song, bumper song that I'll play for it. So that's what we'll wait for. I saw this. I've been saying for years, I'm a person who can take, and you can't be in this business unless you can take criticism. Constructive criticism from people I respect, I can take. I think most people can't take criticism. Most people can't take advice. Most people tell you they want you to be upfront and honest with them. And if you tell me you want me to be upfront and honest with you, I will be upfront and honest with you. And they get upset. Girlfriends, wives, get upset. Some of them. And I saw this piece in the Washington Times the other day. Study. Americans want the feedback they fear they fear to give to others. And I said to myself, no, they don't. And, when I, and especially today. With the Nancys of the world today, are you kidding me? Do you think Maria, M-A-R-I, Mari, uh, where is, what's her name? Here it is. Oliver, who's so offended by the word God. 
that she can't write it just to get through the assignment, her homework. And because her homework had the word God in it, she sues them. You think they can take criticism? It starts out like this. The misguide, a misguided idea that others are too fragile to hear difficult things may be stopping Americans from telling coworkers what they need to learn and grow, according to a new study. The study published in the American Psychological Association's Journal of Personality and Social uh, Psycholo- uh, Psychology offered imagery and real-time scenarios to 1,984 participants most did not want to risk giving awkward feedback to a struggling colleague for fear of making a difficult situation worse. I would. I definitely would. Because most people don't want to hear. They don't want to hear criticism. What do you guys think? said on the other side those who did not get feedback felt worse after nobody confronted them now do i think some people will yeah there's me people like me but most people i think have difficulty taking and i mean constructive criticism i don't mean mean criticism i don't mean the emails that you guys send me that are so nasty i could care less about them they don't even get read I don't care about the Facebook messages, nasty ones that you you write. doesn't bother me. I don't know you. I have no respect for you at all. I'm talking about people, even in, in, in a constructive, critical way. Quote, usually with friends, when I get, a passion, get passionate about a topic, I come off as very aggressive and argumentative. I let her feel badly for how I acted. End quote. One person wrote. Lead researcher, a doctoral, doctoral candidate in organizational behavior at Harvard Business School, said the study confirms the unwillingness to confront others goes beyond fear of embarrassing or upsetting them. Quote, even if you feel hesitant to give feedback, we recommend you give it because the person most likely wants it more than you think. End quote. Would any of you in today's society... In today's environment, with the amount of Nancy's, Karen's, Buttercups, whatever they call them, could you imagine yourself giving advice? I I don't. In fact, if anybody ever does ask me for my advice, the first question I have for them is, do you really want my advice? Because I'm going to give it to you. And then usually they'll say yes, and then they get mad at your advice. Or feel bad. And I only give advice to people who I like and want to help. Quote, if you're still hesitant about giving feedback, take a second and imagine you were in the other person's shoes and ask yourself if you would want feedback if you were them. Most likely you would, and this realization can help empower you to give them feedback, end quote. Some behavioral experts welcome the study as evidence that excessive concern for safe spaces can isolate others from what they need to hear. Exactly. 
thank you for finally coming around to the intelligent people side and been saying for years, you shelter these people in their safe spaces. There is no way they're going to make it in the real world unless they go work for a super woke company like Disney or Google or you know, whomever. And in reality, those companies probably aren't super woke. They're just super cowardly. Quote, it is an essentially important topic for current times as so many people feel that they are walking on eggshells, trying not to upset or offend anyone given our very stressful and sensitive interpersonal times. Yeah. Bingo. You're right. Approaching others with a smile and politeness can help diffuse the conversation from etiquette standpoint. Quote, as humans, we teach each other and support each other to help each other grow. Make the approach right, and we can surely win a friend over by our honesty, end quote. And it certainly is also how you put it, in what context you put it, and how you say it. Some people can say something to someone, and they accept it. Another person could say the same thing to them, but in a different manner, and they don't accept it, and they get upset at that person. So I don't believe that people today are ready. Are there some? Of course there is. But with the um, pansies that we have, especially in our younger generation, uh, it is... It's almost near impossible to do without worrying about getting fired or brought into human resources or the aggravation. What do you guys think? 269-441-9595. You listen to Live with Rank. Lines are open. We'll be right back after this.